Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we have Dr. Stephen Cabral, who has a multitude of experiences, including his own, from suffering at an early age, and which sort of led him into the wellness industry. And we're going to talk about toxic load and lots of other interesting, juicy medical topics today. Welcome to the show. It's great to be on. Thank you for having me. So tell us about your personal experience. I mean, a lot of people who do get into helping people with their health once suffered themselves. So tell us how you got here. Yeah, I think many people who enter the personal training or nutrition or uh, wellness-based space have dealt with something on their own. And and oftentimes, uh, they didn't find their answers at first. And so, like many other people, that was my story. At 17 years old, got extremely sick. Essentially, my immune system started to shut down. And over the next two years, I went to over two dozen different specialists all around Boston, some of the best doctors in the world. And, uh, and no one could put me back together. And so what happened was about two years later, I was introduced to functional medicine. So essentially, I started doing hormone testing, gut testing, food sensitivity testing, heavy metal testing. And this opened up a whole world I never knew existed. And from there, you know, I was essentially drawn to it. I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh, but that's what led me there. And it was a long, it was a long battle. I mean, this is over 20 years ago. So the industry of functional medicine was still fairly new. There was not a lot of online resources, but eventually I met uh, my mentor uh, through a lot of the reading that I did. And um, as they say, the rest is history. Today, I'm uh, disease-free and uh, have more energy than I ever have. Well, first of all, who's your mentor? So my mentor was Dr. Pete. And I should probably say I was later diagnosed with Addison's disease, type 2 diabetes, POTS syndrome, fibromyalgia, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and a host of other issues. So those were all the things that you, because I was going to ask you, what the hell is wrong with you? Those were all the things that were wrong with you that you didn't know until you figured it out. Well, and so what happened was, and, and you know, to kind of take it back, I discovered that I had all sorts of different underlying root causes, but I still was in the conventional medicine mindset. So I still wanted a diagnosis, like what's wrong with me? And that was a big mistake that I made because when I started running these at-home lab tests, these functional medicine lab tests, I brought them to my PCP and they said, oh, let's run an ACTH stim test. Let's run these conventional medicine tests. And then I got the diagnosis of Addison's disease, which is the inability for the body to produce cortisol. So it's flu-like symptoms every single day. We always think of cortisol as a bad thing, but the truth is uh, having the right amount is a good thing. If you don't, you can't stop inflammation. You can't produce energy. Uh, you can't use glucose as an energy source. It's really debilitating. And so, um, I also had autoimmune issues as well. Uh, stopped the medication and said, you know what, this is not, this is not the way that I'm going to get well, went the natural health route. And of course, I'm glad that I did. There's a lot, there's a lot of things there I want to get into. Um, first of all, the other day I was telling someone else, about my friend, uh, Courtney Contos, who was a chef and, uh, she was riddled with rheumatoid arthritis, 10 years in a wheelchair. People told her nothing she could do about it. Da, 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 da. Next thing you know, if you tested her blood today is zero, zero rheumatoid arthritis and people, uh, the person I was telling was like, yeah, that just doesn't happen. And it's like, yes, it does though. 
right? So let's give everyone hope here to say, hey, don't just because some conventional doctor said it wasn't possible doesn't mean it isn't because I've interviewed too many people who have actually, you know, cured or remission themselves from these awful things. You know, Addison's disease is a really interesting one. I, I think President John F. Kennedy had it, right? Um, one of our presidents. So it, he touch a little bit more on the cortisol. This is a really important thing with thyroid health that I go through all the time because as you know, you're suffering with hypothyroidism. It goes on for too long. Now your adrenals are suffering and there are people who then have to go on HC for a while until they get things going and they can wean themselves off. It is such an important hormone cortisol, but it is often, um, well, I guess not, not, it's not a, it's like an internal drug of abuse sometimes in a way I feel because like with the coffee or with overworking out and all the stuff people are doing that we, we say don't do with the primal blueprint. Um, we love cortisol. It's good for us, but in the small birds and the right amount, tell us when it becomes problematic, when the overproduction of cortisol and, and the cascade of things that it does. Yeah. I mean, you're hundred percent correct. And, and I'll get into absolutely how it affects um, metabolism, how it affects the thyroid, all these different things. And, and the truth is that anything anyone's suffering from, there's an answer for. So if you want to say, well, my Addison's or my rheumatoid arthritis or my type 2 diabetes or any of these things went into remission, that's fine. But it's the same thing as saying I don't have it anymore. Like it's just, I have a genetic predisposition to these specific things that when my body becomes imbalanced, I get X, Y, and Z. You have a genetic predisposition to Hashimoto's or whatever it might be. I can't tell you what you have unless we look at the genetic code. But the truth is that none of that really matters. Your genetics are there, and it only truly matters if your environment enables the expression of those genes. So what I did was I turned off the genes that were turned on that led to these specific issues. Um, and you know, for, to say, for a doctor to say that you can't cure any of these things, I mean, the, the truth is that you're not curing any disease. That's not what we do as natural health practitioners or you know, a doctor of naturopathy, whatever it might be. It's that you are repairing the underlying root causes that created the symptoms in the first place. Hashimoto's is just someone's name labeled on a disease for a thyroid autoimmune issue. Like it doesn't mean anything. It, what we really have to look at is why is your immune system attacking your thyroid? And we can show you why. I mean, there's clear indicators of what's going on. Cadmium and mercury and aluminum and fluoride and intestinal permeability and gluten sensitivity. And like, you can name the things. And so I would say that, you know, people, it's not a, it's not a long shot that you're going to get well from RA or any of these things. It's like, it happens every day. I mean, it happens every single day. Getting back to the cortisol, we know that chronic high levels of cortisol, which is basically the HPA axis, the hypothalamus telling the pituitary gland to tell the adrenals uh, to first produce something called norepinephrine, uh, more of a neurotransmitter, and that gets the body revved up in the heart rate, and we, we feel good from it, right? And then eventually the uh, adrenal cortex starts to say, okay, let's produce something called glucocorticoids or cortisol, which really its main job is to produce a fast fuel source for the body. Well, when we produce chronically high levels of cortisol for too long, it begins to block the HPT axis, which is the thyroid axis. And that begins to stop T4 from converting to T3 or can actually shunt uh, T3, the active form of thyroid hormone, over to reverse T3. So, you know, chronically elevated levels of cortisol is not a good thing. We see it all the time with lab testing in our practice, and it's really difficult to fix metabolic or thyroid issues until you look at the adrenals as well. 
Absolutely. And you know, one of the things too, is that a lot of, and I'm not saying that this is completely wrong, but there are a lot of physicians who spend maybe a little bit too long trying to just address the adrenals for the thyroid problem uh, versus, because you know, the adrenals do need T3 in that window in that morning too. That's why, that's why these these, these, you know, poor people suffering with uh, reverse T3 issues and, or, and with adrenal issues that, you know, they follow what, you know, Paul Robinson, the author created, which was like the circadian T3 dosing method. You know, they wake up at like three, 4 AM, take their first dose of thyroid, go back to bed. It kind of helps them over time. They can start to wean off the HC. This really helps their body produce cortisol. So it's obviously really important. Um, but I also see that most of the time, uh, again, some doctor will spend eight months, you know, a year trying to just attack the adrenals. And that person is still slowly, but slowly just in that disease state of hypothyroidism getting worse. I feel like the two go hand in hand. It's not that everyone needs thyroid hormone replacement and that you can't try for the adrenals first and you shouldn't. It's just, I think a lot of times people are lingering too long in that arena. No, or is it, am I off on that? No, hundred percent. I mean, you can't, you can't treat a single system of the body. It just doesn't work. So I did that for years. Okay, I figured out Addison's disease. I was like, okay, well, I need to just fix my adrenals. Let me take some rhodiola. Let me take some ashwagandha, like all these different things. And it didn't work. Okay, oh, I found DHEA. Now DHEA is going to allow for more hormone to be now brought over to the um, catabolic part of the steroidal hormone pathway. And that should work. And okay, that gave me a little boost, but it never fixed anything. So I mean, we're not dissimilar to what I like what I do in my practice to the, the primal blueprint is that I look at the what I call the de-stress protocol. It's diet, exercise, stress reduction, toxin removal, rest. And a big part of that is fixing the circadian rhythm, which you just alluded to. Too many people have lower cortisol in the morning, lower thyroid in the morning, and higher cortisol at night, even if it's just kind of functionally high. And then besides the rest, we look at emotional balance, right? What that can do to the hormones and the endocrine system of the body. And yes, we use nutritional supplements and a specific success mindset that I think is one of the prerequisites for not just getting well, but staying well. We can help people get well, but do you stay well? Do you stay balanced? A lot of that has to do with your mindset of what you believe for yourself. You know, do you still feel like the victim? I felt like the victim for many years. I was right, like, like, like I talked to hundred doctors. No, I'm never going to get better. That kind of mindset is just yes. right. Uh, yeah. So I'm, you know what, what a, what a great uh, thing that you became a doctor really because of what you suffered through, because there are too many doctors that don't understand. This is why the best-selling thyroid books are often written, are written by patients. Actually, it's because we, you know, we've been through it. We know what it's like, man, have you been through hell? I know some of those things you've been through. I've been through some of them too. They're, they're a disaster. Um, you know, let's, let's get it. You know, one of the things that I had, I realized later, and again, no woulda, coulda, shouldas, right? We, we, you and I both could go back and go, well, I wish I had figured that out then or whatever, um, was I had extremely high levels of mercury and I still had a silver filling in my mouth that I wasn't aware of. I mean, I get my teeth checked regularly, but it was all the way in the back there. I just thought that they had all been replaced in high school when you know, my mom heard that it was bad and we replaced them or something. And so I didn't even think about it. And all I can say is this, I have detox from mercury. I think my level was initially like over 30 or something. And it's, it's, it got down to 10 and I did a natural protocol and I worked it out. This is all I can say. And I'm wondering what you felt personally about high mercury, because it's really hard to qualify. But all I can say is that 
I could almost tell when it was starting to get lower and out of my body because there was a definite sense of feeling better, calmer, less inflamed. Oh man, it's almost like of all the things I could quantify and qualify with symptoms that I've gone through in my life that I'm able to pinpoint. I couldn't totally pinpoint. I couldn't totally describe to you what high mercury feels like. Does that make sense? Can can you talk a little bit about what your feelings were when you were loaded up toxicity wise? Because I got to say that was one of the best things I discovered was the heavy metal uh, situation. hundred percent. I mean, that, that's a big one. And that's because heavy metals are pervasive in the environment and aluminum and mercury being one and two. So aluminum is in everything from antiperspirants to the tap water that you drink, ice cubes when you're out, aluminum pans, aluminum foil. Uh, and it's completely detrimental to the nervous system. And mercury is the same. I mean, when you look at people's favorite fish, for the most part, loaded with mercury besides fillings and other things that you spoke about. So the nice thing is that when you go through a heavy metal detox, uh, with specific, I mean, again, there are natural-based um, protocols. Just for example, Craxel chlorella, cilantro, and vitamin C at the right dosages have been shown to remove somewhere between 90 and 93% of heavy metals from the body over a six-week period of time. And so that's not really that much to ask. And the nice thing is, you don't have to tell your body, just remove mercury. Well, if there's aluminum too, it's going to work on that. And the interesting thing about heavy metals is that they are literally rusting the body from the inside out. They're oxidizing metals, chemicals <laughs> that just corrodes the body. And so it inflames everything. So yes, if you're less inflamed, you're going to feel a whole lot better with mind and body. And also, I mean, let's, uh, well, can you detail it's, uh, effect on mitochondrial function and fat burning. I mean, listen, if people have gone to the ends of the earth to clean up the diet and do this, there are, that's why we go to functional and natural holistic practitioners, because they're going to be looking at the full picture when your you know, local GP missed it for 20 years and would laugh at you if you even mentioned heavy metals, which happens a lot. Um, so talk about how heavy metals affect mitochondrial function. Well, and I think this is one of my I mean, I, I love the natural health industry. And so like, again, I'm always trying to build everybody up. I never talk negatively about people. Um, but I just want to make sure that we are not looking at the body in terms of green medicine as well. Because, okay, so a doctor might prescribe a medication. I don't want someone to say, hey, take some L-carnitine, take some PQQ, take some CoQ10. Like, they're all great supplements. Don't get me wrong. Those are amazing supplements. And yes, like transferferitol, nicotinamide, riboside, all these things can help the mitochondria. But just like you mentioned, you don't want to continue to bail out a rowboat that's full of holes. So you can't just supplement your way out of it. You need to make sure that if you have heavy metals in your body and they are creating oxidative damage to not just your mitochondria, but your red blood cells, like constantly catabolizing your red blood cells, you're not going to be able to get oxygen in. You're going to be low in B vitamins. You're going to be low in magnesium, calcium, uh, and potentially iron. And so it's detrimental for everyone, but especially women. So let me ask you this. So in my conversations with doctors about heavy metals and stuff, you know, this is, it seems like there are, and I'm glad you mentioned the, the natural sort of innocuous things at the beginning, like the cilantro and the C and the chlorella, because Sometimes when someone gets a heavy metal result, the doctors immediately like, oh, we have to do IV collation on you. And you, oh my gosh. And you know, that's very expensive. It sometimes is very uncomfortable. It doesn't necessarily need to be that way. Um, I could be wrong here because I'm not an expert in heavy metals, but I've been, I've sort of surmised from my conversations with people that if you have really high lead, uh, that that might be a scenario where you do the collation. But in general, a lot of these things, you don't have to go to the IV. So to be wary of a doctor, 
doctor that it would immediately go there, maybe get a second opinion on that because you could like, for example, uh, if I, my levels, I am <laughs> my levels of arsenic and mercury. I guarantee you there would have been a doctor that said, Oh my gosh, you have to immediately go get IV collation. Where meanwhile, my doctor was like, you know what? Take PEC to clear for five months and do some saunas. And it worked. You know what I mean? And real cheap supplement, yeah. didn't have to get a needle in my arm. Can you talk about the different various ways and what we can look for these pitfalls if we are, you know, struggling with this? Yeah. And and so there's a time and place for everything. And that's why if I mention something, it doesn't uh, exclude something out because there are actually times and places for um, IV-based chelation of heavy metals, which is typically over uh, multiple uh, different occasions that you have to have that done. And yes, high levels of lead and high levels of mercury would be two scenarios that you may want to do that. But let's, I mean, we have to qualify what's high, right? So high is at like a, we, we have a test called the minerals and metals test, and that would be a 4X. So that would be four times. Is that the times. COVID diagnostics urine test? Uh, well, there's, so we use uh, ZRT and it's a blood and it is a urine test. So it's a okay. double. So you can actually look at, there's, there's a good way to do it. So you can look at, if your blood levels are higher than what's coming in in your urine, your body's not able to chelate and remove it. So it's a really nice indicator for us to actually say, how well is your body doing removing these things? Because if you see a one for one, well, at least your body's able to start detoxifying this, uh, but you're getting it on a daily basis or you're getting it at least on a weekly basis. Um, then there's a hair tissue mineral analysis, uh, which is nice as well. That's more of um, if your body's able to detox it and you're able to get it out through the protein particles in your hair, then fine. That's one way to look at it too. Um, but for the most part, most people, they shouldn't do IV chelation and I'm not a huge advocate of it. And the reason that I'm not is that at that point, you're using conventional medicine and it's going to deplete your levels of other minerals as well. Zinc and selenium. I mean, talk about two minerals that are needed for the thyroid. Exactly. You're going to start to deplete those. It's not a good idea. But a lot of functional medicine doctors, we have more, that name is being given out to too many people. If you use biological hormones, all of a sudden you're a functional medicine doctor. If you use IV chelation, you're a functional medicine doctor. Well, that's not what functional medicine should really be about. Uh, yeah, it's basically like, you know, I guess as my doctor, because my functional doctor who is trained in orthomolecular medicine has gone above and beyond in that category in functional medicine, you know, warned me of, hey, listen, there's a lot of like doctors that hang that integrative medicine shingle because they got some supplements in the back. And so you really have to do your research and look at these people's resumes and see like, how much are they really, right? Because you said anyone can call themselves a, a functional practitioner, but you know, how much have they spent studying and practicing in that? I love the full body approach to it. Let's talk a little bit about um, the testing with this. So you talked about blood and urine together, ZRT being sort of your go-to for heavy metals. Um, if someone, let's say like sometimes, and at least the heavy metal test I took, it's like a hundred bucks. It's not so expensive, but if someone's concerned, I mean, does it hurt them to be like, Hey, let me just introduce some chlorella and see, and these things into my life for a while. Like, what does it hurt? It could help. I mean, could that be one way someone could go because those things are seemingly innocuous? Well, there's, there's the difference between, uh, let's say, and I think everyone should do this adding a little cilantro or parsley or things like that that are great for detoxification on a daily basis. So there's, there's that level. But then to, to actually have a clinical effect, you need a high dose. So, you know, that's the only thing. And I don't recommend high-dose nutritional supplements for an ongoing period of time. I recommend nutritional supplements on a daily basis, but enough to meet as a safeguard 
for what you're probably not getting even from organic food. Um, and then we just, a study was just released two weeks ago on multivitamins, uh, activated multivitamin. Those people that took a multivitamin versus the placebo group that thought they were getting it actually had, uh, they both got colds the same way because it's not going to prevent a cold, but the actual severity of the cold was mild to moderate versus mild versus moderate to severe. And the people who took the good multivitamin actually got better in three to four days versus seven to 10 for the placebo. So, I mean, for all the people saying that, you know, good, now again, you should never buy your supplements where you buy your toilet paper and toothpaste. I always tell people that very, very important. Uh, they're different. And so you want a good quality one. It costs like a dollar more a day maximum. Um, but yeah, so not mega dosing, you know, even vitamin C, I'm a huge well, I, I was thinking on that C. note, uh, oh, uh, omega dosing chlorella, for example, uh, yes. it's really high in vitamin A. Couldn't that screw with liver enzyme and liver stuff, right? Over a while, would that be a little bit toxic there? Because I think that was one thing that came up many years ago. I think I was taking a chlorella supplement like really crazily. This is before I knew anything about anything. And uh, I went in there and the liver enzymes were screwed up or whatever. And my doctor at the time was like, what, what are you taking? And I was like, oh, I'm taking it. And she was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. So, right. Is that, is that one of the, the drawbacks of something like that? Absolutely. I mean, all of these things ramp up that cytochrome P450 pathway. They allow for the liver to do its job. But how much do you want to be pushing the body or that system of the body for so long? And also, it's never a way that you would have got it in nature. Now, I, I say that with a grain of salt because uh, we would never have gotten this much mercury or the other 77,000 man-made chemicals in the environment. So yes, we need to support our liver detox pathways. I definitely recommend seasonal-based functional medicine detoxes, which ramp up phase one, phase two liver detox. And anyone who doesn't believe in toxicity now, I mean, ju you can just run an environmental toxicity test. I mean, you, you can just prove it to yourself. It's, it's there. I mean, one of the ways we can really start, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm in California. Anyone seen the movie Aaron Brockovich? Yeah. So I'm not drinking tap water, <laughs> but this mofo, and I'm if from I don't Massachusetts, exactly. Oh, the, right. Okay. Yes. Place. Or Flint, <laughs> Michigan. God forbid anyone in Flint, we yes. were praying for afraid for all of you. Um, so yeah, you know, getting a good source of water, even for the ice cubes at home, even for my ice cubes, I try to do my best. I even recently got a shower filter because I'm not going to the gym right now because of all the stuff that's happening. Um, and so obviously the quality of water, the quality of our food, I mean, this is why it's important. We can do so much. Uh, products, right? Let's talk about this. I mean, most people know you shouldn't microwave food in plastic, right? You know, most at this point, if you don't look into it, cause you shouldn't be. And then the other thing too would be things we put on our skin. I mean, I'm pretty particular. I will say this though, if it comes to my face, I'm, I'm I, with the vanity thing, I'll put anything on my, I don't care what, <laughs> almost don't care what, even if my doctor would be like, I would never put that on my face. But when it comes to my body, uh, I kind of don't mess around with the parabens and all of the junk and things that are out there. There's so many other better natural alternatives, even just some aloe vera gel mixed with olive oil can be like the best you know, moisturizer for the body. I'm a, I'm a big swimmer and chlorine, as you know, is a freaking nightmare, but I, I can't stop swimming, man. It's like my physical therapy. I have an arm thing. It's the thing that I'm addicted to it. So what do I do to offset it? Well, I cover my entire body in coconut oil as much as possible. It gives me about 30 minutes of a better coating. I could be insane for it. Maybe it's a placebo effect that thinks I'm doing something better by doing that, but that's what I do. And then what I also do is a couple days a week, I take iodine. Even though I'm on thyroid hormone replacement, I don't have to worry about conversion because I'm on T3 only, but I still understand that that chlorine is 
not cool. And so I do what I can to offset it. And I think that's what we're out here doing in life. We're all doing our best. You know, if you went into the ocean in California here right now, I mean, people get flesh eating bacteria. I mean, there's a lot of surfers get sick a lot because there's also stuff going on in there that's, that's not fresh ocean water too. So, you know, we're doing our best with what we can. What are some of the top things other than maybe some of the things I mentioned that people can do to just start to clear out other than the dietary stuff? Because most people listening, you know, you can go look up a paleo food list and get rid of these canola oils. Um, what are some top things people can do to start to detox their, their life and their environment? Yeah. So, I mean, what you mentioned is, is great. It's just kind of knowing your environment, knowing what you're going to be exposed to, because we live in an impure world, so we can't be perfect. I mean, we just right. can't. I still go out, you know, to dinner and, and, or something, and there'll be ice cubes or there'll be whatever it might be. So the, the goal is not to worry about every single action. It's just trying to be good. And I use that in air quotes, I guess. I have to do that since on video. 90% of the time, you know, you're just trying to do your best the majority of the time. And when it comes to skincare and the food you put in your body, you should be able to really control those things. And it doesn't have to be expensive. You just named aloe vera and olive oil. Those are fantastic. Argan oil is not expensive. And that can be a really nice moisturizer for many people. Um, you can use an olive oil-based bar soap. You can use a coconut oil-based bar soap, especially if you have more dry skin. Um, you can use castor oil, uh, which is great for the hair. So I, what I say is this. Anything that touches your skin, since your skin is uh, absorbable or it's porous, you want to make sure that it's food grade. So if you can't eat the product you're putting on your skin, it doesn't pass the test. Now, of course, you're not going to eat soap. I understand that. But you want to make sure it's made from all natural-based ingredients uh, that you could eat if you wanted to. And I think that's really, that that's the first and foremost. And then in terms of daily detoxification, you know, there's a few things we need to do. Uh, too few people sweat. I know most people in your community do from exercise and those types of things, but you, our bodies were meant to sweat. And if you're not sweating more days than not, it's as important as exercise. The largest excretory organ on the body is your skin. So if you don't exercise, at least sauna, you know, walk, sauna, get your body sweating. It's very, very important. Great studies have shown just 19 minutes of sauna, more days than not, decrease all cause mortality by 40 plus percent. And they decrease cardiovascular death by over 60%. There is no medication in the world that comes close to that for 19 minutes most days a week. Yeah, and so a, lot of the, recommend a lot that. of those studies are coming out of like the Nordic countries too. These these suckers yes. been sounding forever. And that's what I did. The reason I joined the gym I did a couple of years ago is when I found out I had high mercury. And my doctor said, mm -hmm. this is no joke, girl. And I was like, okay, I'm on it. And I was like, I had to build up too. I had to build up to even stay in seven minutes. It took me a few to really even get used to it and build it up to even getting 20 minutes in there. I believe that was so key in my process of detoxing on that level. And so, yeah, I mean, now there's home saunas, right? There's individual saunas, little tents. There's so many ways you can do it without joining a gym or going somewhere or buying some really expensive uh, situation. 100%. So you have that, you have uh, intermittent fasting for what works for your body. Most people, 12, 14, 16 hours is going to be great. You just have to be careful in the 16 hours for some people because it has been shown, especially, again, I've tested tens of thousands of people in my practice and especially women, uh, they start to go a little lower on thyroid much of the time if they do, if they're stressed, I should say that first half of the day and they're fasting until lunch. But you can still get 16 hours 
by actually stopping eating earlier in the night, which is even healthier for you, and still having maybe a, a little later breakfast or whatever it might be. So that's more bioindividual, but everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, there's always exceptions, some of Addison's disease or hypoglycemia, but most people can go seven at night to seven in the morning easily, and they're going to get 12 hours to then allow, it's not detoxifying, but what it enables your body to do is not to have more coming in so that your liver, your kidneys, your skin, we, we lose about a half a liter to a liter of water just through our skin through respiration. So that enables that. And then I do recommend, though, a good functional medicine detox uh, quarterly, which is going to contain a product that has the phase one nutrients, which are really a lot of your B vitamins, um, some glutamine, uh, items like that, selenium, zinc, they're good minerals. And then the, the sulfur-based amino acids uh, for phase two, which most people don't get enough of. That's the cruciferous vegetables, the sulforaphane, uh, N-acetylcysteine, glutathione, et cetera. So that, it does a tremendous job. I mean, fasting for a couple of days on a liquid-based fast, ramping up liver detox, clinically proven to, to uh, decrease most inflammatory-based markers and, and work towards longevity. So, You know what I always like to hear from, from doctors? Like, give me your train wreck. Like, I know you've had several of them probably, but give me, give me a couple of or things that stand out to you, like the train wreck scenario of a human being, who, which is actually, you're one of them. And you're, you're actually, yeah. all right, that's already a success story. But I was a massive train wreck, yes. Yeah, I mean, let's hear about some train wrecks that, that got just really fixed it because I think so many people are out there and they're like, oh my God, there's a hundred million things wrong with me. I'm ever going to get better. And they need to hear the hope behind the mess. You know, one of the hardest things for me as a thyroid coach, when I'm working with people and their doctors, or, or just them alone, and then they're you know going back to the doctors is is really the person with the compounded problems, right? It's the person with the Lyme disease, and they're going through menopause, and they have a dream. you know it's like oh my gosh, there's so much stuff there, and I know there's people out there that have a multitude of issues and ailments, and so give us a couple of train wrecks that they got out of it. Well, and we I've now seen over a quarter million people uh, in my practice uh, from over obviously not all myself maybe. 35, 40,000 appointments myself, and then overseeing the team. And the nice thing is we have so much data that we can say, you know, this is what works. And the biggest train wrecks, and again, I can say that because I was a complete train wreck, is that you can't get overly focused on the one thing. There is no silver bullet. And the worse that you are, believe it or not, the less intricate you need to get. So if you have the Lyme disease and the heavy metals and the poor detox and like everything's wrong. Food sensitivities, like everything was wrong with me. I had insomnia. I had mast cell, uh, mastocytosis, like all sorts of issues. So what was I going to do? Eliminate every food and, you know, like, uh, again, I was on a million different medications. I was taking Sudafed in the morning to wake up, Benadryl at night, uh, Ambien at night. It was, I was a mess, Cortef in the morning. So the truth is this, is that you can't work on all these little individual things. CoQ10 is not going to give someone with Addison's disease back their energy. So what you need to focus on is, is again, I didn't make this up, but the big rocks theory, right? So the way that you fill a barrel, the, the fastest and best ways possible to, to really heal the body is big rocks and the medium rocks, small rocks, and then you drip in the, the gravel and the sand. Well, everybody goes to the sand first. It's like, okay, did you hear about this new great product? Well, sure. Like It doesn't mean that it's not great. It's like, you need, to, you need to actually own that. You need to actually achieve that to be able to use that product down the line. But if you're not focused on good, clean, organic, whole food nutrition, moderate exercise, I mean, I'm talking about a graduated exercise program. You start with walking. If you can't do 10,000 steps, you really don't need to be doing high intensity interval training yet. Do I believe in it? Of course I do. But if your body's exhausted and you're pushing that sympathetic nervous system, 
How am I going to help you heal? If you're not sweating, sweat. So then we go to stress reduction. If you are stressed and you're producing cortisol all day long and you have a high stress job, high stress relationships, it's challenging to heal. So what, what I'd be, without me going through every single part of the de-stress protocol, you work on the major components first, and then you continue to walk up that ladder. That, that's the way that you heal. And believe it or not, you can get dramatic results without having to do a lot of the intricate things. Because if you're replacing a lot of the minerals, it's so much more important to focus on minerals than it is vitamins. Vitamins matter, but minerals are what really imbalance the body. So how do you, how do you, you on that note, on that note, I just want to interject on that, on that note, yeah. how do you feel about, um, you know, things like trace minerals, people just, you know, those drops are I'm not necessarily the brand, but just, you know, that concept. I'm an advocate of trace minerals, especially if you're drinking reverse osmosis water or you buy distilled water. Distilled water can have a time and place for someone, let's say, with blood pressure issues, et cetera. But really, it's going to begin to leach uh, minerals from your body. So you, you really don't want that. But let's say you use reverse osmosis, then yeah, adding trace minerals back is great. One of the easiest things we, we talk about with our practice is, um, yes, the drops are totally fine, but adding in a pinch of sea salt to taste. If it tastes salty, then it's too much for you. And then also squeeze in a lime in there. Yep. So in Ayurveda, I studied Ayurveda in India and Sri Lanka and all sorts of great places. That, that That's what I call natural Gatorade. You get the potassium from the lime and you get the salt, the sodium from the sea salt, plus all the trace minerals. You can use Celtic salt, Himalayan salt, Redmond's real salt. And that's a great way to, to get more minerals back in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I, I use Redmond nonstop, uh, other salts. I, I love all of them, the onion salts, whatever you guys go check them out because they've got great flavored salts. And, uh, and I believe that Redmond, I think they have a little bit of a, is it a higher iodine or iodide content than some of the other salts? I'm not sure. Um, well, the difference with that one is that it actually comes from the land and ancient, uh, salt beds in Utah, I believe in the US where Himalayans, obviously the Himalayas and then Celtic right. is from the ocean. Uh, then there's rock salt, which uh, is used a lot in Ayurveda. Um, but I wouldn't say, so I agree with you. I think there's actually a little bit of iodine in there, but it's not like an iodized salt right. where uh, we don't want that's bleach for the most part. But for the most part, people don't get enough iodine. They don't eat sea vegetables and it's really challenging for most people to get iodine. So it should be in a daily, not mega dose, but a daily supplement to get their iodine. You, are, and are you talking about like a multivitamin that has a little trace amount in it? Or are you talking about like, I mean, when I take iodine and I go swimming or something, I'm taking 6.25 of like iThroid or something, you know, yeah, but that's, that's, but then, then are you just talking about story. a daily whatevers or? Yeah, I'm talking about that little safeguard. So I'm a big believer in something that just gives you that little bit every day to make sure you're covered. And of course, you're getting your best from whole food, uh, but that, that keeps you covered. So then I agree with you. I mean, if you're swimming in a chlorinated pool uh, and you look at fluoride and you look at chlorine as, as part of the halogen-based group and they compete with the thyroid or they basically can block iodine and need iodine to make thyroid hormone, it makes total sense to me. I mean, without a doubt, I think it's a very smart thing to do. Well, you know, that elixir, elixir that you just talked about too, it just reminds me like, that's such a great adrenal elixir too, no? I mean, that's the whole idea between waking up, shaking. I mean, I tell some of my clients that. I'm like, listen, I mean, without uh, short of an adrenal support formula or whatever, but to just naturally, it's like, don't the, don't the adrenals kind of run on like vitamin C, salt, <laughs> and the things you're talking about? That's right. Yeah, 100%, without a doubt. And so you know, people say, how can you add that much salt to water? Well, for me, 
I, I couldn't get enough when I had Edison's disease. And, and now, uh, now I'm more sensitive to it because my levels are more balanced. And so your body will actually tell you, you need to, you might need to add a little bit more salt after doing a sauna. Your body will tell you like, how much do I need? If you taste salty, don't drink it. It's too much. Uh, but also that potassium helps balance it. So the, that's why minerals are so important because they have balancers. So um, sodium, potassium, balance each other. Calcium, magnesium, balance each other. Now there are other balances as well, but copper and zinc, it doesn't get talked about enough. People have high levels of copper in their body. I not did. Because sometimes, did you? Okay. Yeah. Not sometimes because of toxic exposure, but zinc levels get depleted over time with gut-based issues, poor absorption from food, uh, really too many, too much plant-based diet, um, and, and immune issues. Like it just wipes you out. So yeah, it's really, really, really important. Um, copper and zinc. You should measure it, and most people need zinc. They really do. Tell us. Uh, I feel like you're going to have to come back on this program so we can do other hours okay. of other topics. But um, in sort of wrapping up here, tell us first of all about your practice. How we can work with you? Do you do consulting? You know, telemedicine. What do you have? People are listening out there, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I want help from this guy." How? So what we've done in, so in 2016, um, I started to move my practice online. So I had a, a wellness center in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, we were, you know, doing 20,000 appointments a year. I absolutely loved it. And I, I simply said I could open more locations, but I, I will never be able to reach the people that I want to be able to reach. Um, simply because I learned from so many great people. I've studied all over the world. Um, I interned in China, India, Sri Lanka, Europe. And I was very skeptical. I mean, because I went through a lot for 10 years and I didn't get well for 10 years. So I learned a lot that didn't work. And so my goal was to figure out what did work and share that with people. So what we did was um, just a few years ago, we open sourced functional medicine lab testing. So really anyone anywhere in the world can run their levels. We haven't even talked about gut function to look at candida overgrowth, H. pylori, parasites, and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Those are, I had three out of the four. I wasn't able to heal all of my other issues until I fixed my gut. So you can really run any lab you want now. Um, our company is called Equal Life. The website is just equa, E-Q-U-I dot life. And you can run any lab. You can do a free lab selection call. And that's really where it starts. So, I mean, I could go deep into protocols and all the things that we do. But the truth is that um, if there's something wrong, there is an answer. And by lab testing, you can just stop guessing. Like when I started lab testing, I said, oh, just like you, I've, I've heavy metals. I have aluminum, I have this. And then now I found out there's actual issues with my gut. I have candida overgrowth. I have H. pylori. You're never going to be healthy if your immune system is constantly fighting yeast overgrowth, H. pylori, and bacterial overgrowth. I had uh, candida too. And boy, that really screws up your appetite. And man, gosh, that really screwed it up. That really screwed up. I mean, I, I was able to fix it, obviously, but I what a difference in sort of just cravings and and mental fogginess and stuff. I was just going to say brain fog and skin issues and things you would never relate it. So that's why these things are really important. And, and it's well, not and, just and about getting along. And that's why they're important because someone's already, let's say someone's already optimized on thyroid hormone replacement or their thyroid's good or whatever. The doctor, you don't just keep taking more medicine or just keep blaming it on a thyroid. Like then there's something else Then it's right. It's something else. This is the whole reason to work with functional practitioners. I am so glad to hear that you work with people anywhere because I talk to too many people that I just sometimes are, they're in other places and they can't find the help or guidance that they need. And so this is really, really great. So we'll put everything to connect with you in the show notes, but give us the website again for us to, to connect with you. 
Yeah, the, the website where all our protocols, basically our private practice online now is equi.life. It's just equi.life. My personal website is stephencabral.com. I do a daily podcast on all things integrative health, functional medicine, uh, naturopathy, and, uh, and you can find the Cabral concept anywhere, of course, uh, podcasts are played. That's so amazing. This is, I think this is the, this is the perfect time to light the fire under everyone's butt after what's happened in the past year that we all need to do a major haul out, clean out. Let's get it all cleaned up. Let's do all of the things to sort of just get it back into balance. Right. I mean, if this has not been a wake up call for a lot of people, I don't know what would be. So, um, do you have any lasting thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience? No, it's just exactly what you said. I mean, the people that are already optimized for their vitamin D, their vitamin C, their zinc, their gut functions optimal, they've kept their inflammatory levels low, they really have nothing to fear. That's the truth. Like no matter what the age, I mean, we've seen that, the data proves it out. And for all those people suffering right now from some type of dis-ease of the body, know that there is an answer. You got here in one of two ways. One is you're deficient in nutrients that your body needs in order to heal, or you have too many toxicities. And you can look at your total toxic load. I wrote a book called The Rain Barrel Effect that can actually show you what went wrong and, and how to repair. So it's really just about, again, it doesn't have to be with me. It's all about just understanding the body gets sick, it gets unwell, it puts on weight for very specific reasons. You can reverse that. You can heal. There are many people that can teach you how to do it. Yeah. You don't have to be a vulnerable member of the population in that category. You don't have to be that. So let's all work on, on getting up to par with health. Thank you so much for joining us and everyone else. We will see you next week. Hey, Primal Blueprint listeners, no dairy in your life? No problem. Primal Kitchen has you covered because our no dairy vodka sauce is made with avocado oil and organic cashew butter. So you can ditch the dairy and keep the decadent taste you love. Made without gluten, soy, canola oil, or artificial ingredients, this vegan plant-based sauce is paleo certified. Visit us at primalkitchen.com for more real food options, from dairy-free Alfredo sauce to tomato basil marinara and a whole host of other delicious products the entire family will love. Hi folks, Mark Sisson here. If you found your way to the primal path and want to help others live primally too, then visit primalhealthcoach.com to learn how you can join our mission to help 100 million people reclaim their health and how you can turn your passion for wellness into a profitable health coaching career that you love. The world needs health coaches. The world needs you. So visit primalhealthcoach.com today to learn more.